Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the podcast that can't avoid technical difficulties. My name is Guy Williams. I'm joined by my brother, Paul Williams. Hello. And uh, my friend, it's JT. And that's actually my boxing name. Your boxing name is JT? What is? No, technical difficulties. (laughs) (laughs) It is time for the Advanced Analytics Podcast. How are you guys going? How are you um, coping? How are you getting along? How are you surviving? Um, I got yelled at by a man today in the park. Oh, sorry to hear that, mate. What happened? Yeah. Well, I, I so I was playing. I was I was adhering to the rules and not shooting at the basketball hoop, but I was just lined up on a line practicing my form, like trying to get some exercise. Like I made up a little game where I shoot like a little bit ahead of me, sprint, etc. And he came and yelled at me, and I was like, I don't think it applies to the general concrete area. If those are the rules, then you shouldn't be walking your dog here because there's a sign saying don't go to the swings. Can I just say... And he was just like, you... I'm sorry, sorry you go, go. I'm sorry to hear that, mate. That sounds like a horrific, a, a, a awkward situation. Uh, I just I just yelled back. I just said I'd listen, to, I'd hear him out, I'd hear him out. But he's like, I, you guys are down here all the time. And I was like, I've never been here. I've never been here with any, anyone else. Oh, like, even when there was no COVID, I couldn't get someone down here with me. <laughs> he he might be he might be referring to someone else though as well though like, you know like he might have seen someone else and thought you know all white guys who practice free throw form without a ball in the park are all the same you know. Yeah, Damn, I should have asked him. I should have asked him who is this other guy and tried to make a connection. <laughs> so did you have a ball or were you? Yeah, yeah, I had a ball, but like the general concrete area is fine. So, so you actually, and he wasn't even contested. So you're just throwing shots up in the air, and then they're just landing down again. Yeah, yeah, but look, it's quite because the concrete area goes way broader than the hoop. Yeah, it's quite a large concreted area. Oh, no, I understand how a basketball. Well, as you know, you've seen the court. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen courts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Paul. How are you coping? You going all right? Uh not great. Had to yell at a guy in the park today. <laughs> he was um, using the basketball court. It's um, it's time to talk a little bit of basketball because while there hasn't been any games, there has been a um, a viral sensation internet documentary about Michael Jordan. It's time for the week in review. Week in review. Have you guys seen the new documentary, The Last uh, yeah. Dance? feel like this is more movie magic territory but okay <laughs> disagree <laughs> i don't think it's a movie i think it's got to be does movie magic i think should well look i'm not going to tell you how to I've run your own TV segment shows in the past well okay i stand corrected there's precedent <laughs> i think i did one and it was really half 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 assed um i'd seen like two episodes of succession and i just said that it was good <laughs> And I've now finished Succession, and it's really good, man. It is Watch good. it. What a show. I enjoyed Succession. I enjoyed Succession. JT, you watched Succession? 
yeah, love it. I've been too scared to say anything for fear of spoilers, but now I know Paul's watched. Yeah, I love it. Well, Paul is obsessed with spoilers, and um, we... No, I'm not. You are. I I avoid them. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but you, but you, like, avoid them more aggressively than anyone else I know in the world. Like, most... Yeah, it just just ruins... But, 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 no, but, 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 JT, we can't spoil this for you, because it hasn't even come out yet. Yeah, I know. JT, JT referenced that he'd read a book about Michael Jordan, and you said, hey, mate, spoilers. Like, that's ridiculous. (laughs) That's like me going, "Um, I was alive in 1998, and I know the result of the 1998 finals, and you going, hey, man, spoiler alert, bro. Mm. Yeah, although although you say that for TV shows that have already been. What do you mean? I'm coming around to Paul's side. What what do you mean? Like, Well, like, so... Say, if you've watched um, Lost and then and then JT hasn't watched Lost, he'll say spoiler. Yeah, but no, he Great no example. one's watched The Last Dance because it hasn't come out yet. You can't spoil it. You you claimed it was that it was bad and nothing happened in it. Well, I've watched two I've watched two episodes and I'm reviewing those two episodes. And thanks for spoiling, ironically, you spoiling my take that um, I don't think The Last Dance is much good. So um, we've got different levels. Yeah, I've seen it. We've got different levels. I've seen two episodes, which is how you normally you watch the first two or three episodes. That's how you review a show, right? And that's what I'm doing. I'm reviewing it right now. Now, I <laughs> JT claims to be a Michael Jordan expert because he's read the book The Last Dance, although he won't give away too many spoilers. I claim to be a Michael Jordan expert because I once owned the um, platinum-cased Ultimate Jordan DVD collection back when DVDs were a thing. It had every Michael Jordan doco ever made it had come flying with me it had michael jordan's playground it had michael jordan greatest and michael jordan ultimate all right it was the complete package and all i'm saying is if you've seen those documentaries that came out in the 90s you have not only seen the last dance but you've actually seen better stuff because it's not intercut with michael jordan smoking a cigar and wearing um uh, bloody camo cargo shorts like um, (laughs) some sort of twitter loser I got him. I do admit that when I found out, sort of Twitter loser. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like the dream of someone on Twitter is wearing some camo cargo shorts and smoking a mm. uh, a cigar while um uh while talking about what a I great disagree. guy um bloody Joe Rogan is. What do you think? Twi- of... What Twitter are you on? <laughs> I'm on regular Twitter, mate. Regular Twitter you know, doesn't like Joe Rogan. Yes, they do. You're just you're, no, just, regular... you're, you're talking about your bubble. Joe Rogan's the bigger. He's the king. No, he'd be like the king of like the Facebook world. Nah, nah, nah. Twitter. Nah, I think he's Reddit. He's king of Reddit. Reddit and he's not um, Twitter. What about Jordan Peterson, Paul? King of Twitter? Nah, no, no none of those guys no have done Twitter. Oh, well, maybe he's, they're Facebook. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, um, maybe I'm, maybe I'm biased, but like Trump. Twitter of... is left wing. Yeah, Facebook king... is right wing. The king of Twitter is like some NPR journalist only three people have heard of. <laughs> nah, yeah. Trump is the king of Twitter, Seriously. right? Seriously. The, the website yeah, Trump's the if, it wasn't, if it wasn't Trump. Trump. But Trump's like the dark print, like the dark king of Twitter. Um, he's like an accidental Twitter genius. I don't think he's ever trying to be funny, but he is. He does have the fu- the funniest Twitter account. My, my, yeah, my, my, it's my, incredible. My, I'm badly, um, I'm badly um, influenced by um, bad experiences I had today. But I just tweeted that I got a vaccine and did a little bit of a joke. And um, I just got my mentions poured with like the dumbest people you've ever. Seen. I poured as I guess I mean I'm, I guess what I mean to say is the king of Twitter trolls maybe or something like that. So, 
quick um quick aside. I don't want to. I'm not going to derail with Trump talk. But have you seen the truckers, the thank you truckers video he put up on Twitter? No. Oh, <laughs> unreal. Thank God for truckers. But I wonder that the hot like I actually if you if I didn't know anything. So if I had been in a coma from like six months before the election he won, and you woke me up now and showed me that, I'd be like, oh, awesome. Trump's like laughing at himself. He's like a, a like a high level um, comedian now, and then you'd <laughs> yeah. be like, no, he's he's the president of the world. So oh, what, he's president of the USA. Well, that's, like, what? that's basically the president of the world. What is the, what's in the video? The truckers video. He just thanks truckers, and he, there's just clips of him with trucks. And one at one point, there's he just trucks pulling truck. up. Yeah, there's trucks pulling up in front of the White House. It's like the funniest editing, but then also his voiceover. I think it's maybe a speech he's doing live, but it is. Unreal how bad he is at reading it. Like he, he doesn't have trouble speaking. Like you know, in his speeches, usually, I mean, he kind of has a bit of trouble, but like not this much trouble. Truck drivers form the lifeblood of our economy, and for days and sometimes weeks at end, truck drivers leave their homes and deliver supplies that American families need and count on during this national crisis. It's it's really bizarre. Find it while uh, while we talk, Jordan. No, only I can only I can do it. Well, what do you got? I came out early and hot and said I didn't want to. I didn't want to um, like ruin the vibe by me immediately like saying it was bad. What do you guys think without listening? To you ruined the vibe before the podcast by getting quite aggressive. About what? You you did go. Oh, I'm sorry. About me saying no spoilers. Go, guy, guys, sorry for. There's a lot of aggression. Sorry from for both ruining you, the vibe. I just yeah. I just get sick of Paul saying no spoilers. It's straight no, away this is what everything. happens every time you call to do the podcast, and you're just toxic right from the start. <laughs> and then okay, well, I'm going to keep a toxic vibe. Oh, I'm sorry for I starting get... a toxic vibe on uh, the show. I want to get positive. So, and just to, I just don't, I don't want you besmirching. Been, besmirching he's been my... hanging out on right wing Twitter or something. <laughs> no, I'm getting um, bloody bullied by um, right wing Twitter. <laughs> does um does which is. <laughs> So tell me, t- tell me this. What did you guys think of the Michael Jordan doco, The Last Dance? I enjoyed the first step. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I was all, I was a bit nervous from the point that um, no. So the book I read is not The Last Dance guy. It's called The Jordan Rules by Jordan. Sam Smith, who's Sorry. interviewed and only in episode one, so no spoilers for episode two. Paul, um, and in that book, he is pretty. It's pretty brutal. It's like the first. I don't know if you guys have read it, but it's the first sort of tell-all like inside a tell-all basketball book book and he um it's pretty brutal on all everyone involved but not that flattering to jordan so i was super excited for the series then i learned that jordan had final edit um rights and that's why it's been delayed so long so uh, my expectations were tampered a little bit but it from my experience from my colleagues, it is getting so many people into basketball. Like, it's just perfect timing for people to... I mean, it's going to make Jordan another $2 billion. Wait, because they will buy sneakers or what? Yeah, because I think he's going to be like a legend for a whole new group of people. So it's good for people who haven't seen basketball before, right? And don't aren't really aware of what's going on. But who wants to watch a documentary that just shows all Jordan's baskets going in again, and then a bunch of old retired people vaguely remembering what happened. Like when they talk about the NCAA title game, like James Worthy just literally just says what happens in the video. There's no insight. There's no like wow moment. I mean, that thing about cocaine came out. But besides that, like if you're a, if you're a basketball fan, like what's being offered that you haven't really seen before? 
I don't think I'd ever seen any of that footage from that Paris preseason game. Oh yeah, where they were like in the locker room and he's and that guy asked for his sweatband and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's. So that's... I think they could have a lot of footage that's never been seen, or at least yeah. by me. Agreed. And that's the footage of the French guy asking for an autograph and then being told no and just giving yes. the most French reaction possible was unbelievable. <laughs> he was like not embarrassed at all. Eh? He was like so defiant. Is this the um? Is, is this the um? Is this the sound man? Yeah, it's so yeah. good. Also, unprofessional by the sound man, though. You know, like, it's just, like, classic. It reminds me of, like, New Zealand-level amateurism. Well, I reckon now, if a celebrity like that big came to town, they would send the crew an email beforehand going, these are the rules about handling the celebrity, and no autographs and photos would be, like, right on there, I reckon. One yeah. one thing that it... I swear, like, when I watched that old The Ultimate Collection box DVD set... Yeah, great in a collection. silver case. It was The Ultimate. Where it was silver, really... Um, yeah, it should be gold. Like make it gold. Um, but I I remember, I've always thought, like, Michael Jordan wasn't that hyped and, like, in college. Like, I thought, I felt yeah. like before that shot in the final, yeah. um, that made it seem like he was, like, a nobody. That's and then why that, that shot, like... Ch- yeah, that's why this... It, no, there's a documentary kind of thing, but that's why one of the reasons the documentary is trash, because it's, like, all just revisionist history... A bunch of old people who love Michael Jordan who are just talking about how great it was again. Yeah. Exactly. And for final edit control by Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Well, no, yeah. no, so, I think it would have been a better story if, if like, I, I always preferred that he was a nobody and then he yeah he made this shot. But in this one, it's like, oh, he was a five-star recruit um, and he came in and, and yeah, I felt like and be, he, he was like... Yeah, Let, let's be clear. He was he was recruited to North Carolina, so obviously he's a five or at least you know four and a half star recruit. Like he's like a he's like a great anyone who goes to North Carolina or Duke has got to be elite Kentucky as well. But um, the the story disagree. I think was is that North. What, what do you mean? Disagree. Well, there's there's like deep bench players who. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, there might and occasionally there's a walk on, but generally, right? He's a recruited player to North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah but and no, but like one thing is that. Yeah, that no. box set always made it. I felt like made it feel like he was like a walk-on. Yeah, and that is that, guy. that is the traditional story as well. And I think the the doctrine you kind of alluded to it though. But the the right. the, the general the general thesis is that Michael Jordan wasn't even the best player on that championship team because um, they were stacked, right? James Worthy and a few other guys like they were really good, and that's kind of why that last shot worked so well is because as everyone said, no one thought he was the guy who was going to get the ball. And then that was kind of the shot that kind of propelled mm. him to superstardom a little bit. Yeah, right. So here's my big thing. And this is that New York Times kind of alluded to this. Is this Jordan Docco aimed at LeBron? LeBron is in his twilight of his career. The Lakers are the number one seed. Um, he might win another championship, moving him to four championships, just creeping ever so closer you know, and the rumor is that Jordan no. wanted to release this to try and slam LeBron. No, I think Jordan just wants to make more money, and this film exists, and he gets to edit, have the final say. So, okay. why not? What about this quote from Ramona Shelburne? She says, For two dec- decades, footage of the Bulls' last dance sat in a vault in Secaucus, New Jersey. Funny, the um, place of the replay center. Michael Jordan controlled the rights and wasn't ready to make a documentary, but on the day of the Cavs championship parade in 2016, he finally said yes. Um, so do you think... People on Twitter kind of debunked it, that a little bit imagine, and said it was, it was more the Warriors, but the Warriors and LeBron kind of made him want to come back a little bit, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, 
I yeah, I just don't. I think it just makes sense. Like it's it's such a big industry at the moment, TV and streaming, and it's all like it's going so it's got it's got doing crazy numbers, right? Yeah, no, it, de- it definitely is, and, and great and great timing as well during the middle middle of the ep- epidem- epidemic. But like. Do you not think there's a little bit of him like wanting to like make sure that everyone remembers him while LeBron is like coming for his crown? And let's be honest, a lot of people maybe under the age of 25 think LeBron is number one already, you know? Did Jordan yeah. release COVID to set this whole situation up? <laughs> yeah. That could have been, um, happened uh, happened before. One thing that really um, uh, makes me laugh during the, um, uh, during the doco is I used to love it, but now I hate it. Jordan always decided to make basketball feel bigger by rebranding it as the game of basketball, and every he always talked about the game of basketball. And when I was a twelve-year-old, I loved that. But now, especially because Kobe Bryant started doing it as well, it, I, I get, hate it. I get so sick of everyone saying it's my love for the game of basketball. You know, they say, and Scotty Pippen even says it all through the documentary. It's so annoying. I don't know if it makes so it seem bigger. Calling it a game. I'm talking about the game of my love for the game of basketball. Oh, it makes it sound dramatic. I don't know. It's, it's just, so redundant. Yeah. It's like in Survivor now, they will say their gameplay, not their game. Hello? Sorry, Paul's got some problems there. Um, oh, well, can I, can I opine about, can I ask a, um, so, you know. Okay, what, sorry, the, rewind. Yeah, cool. I yeah. was just saying, oh, Paul, you might like this, actually, might have noticed this. In Survivor, now everyone talks about their gameplay, not game. It's so annoying. Like, the play is just redundant. Just say your game. It's so yeah, annoying, right. and I feel the exact same about the game of basketball. What I would say is, I think there is just even in the first episode some footage that is really enlightening. Like the Jerry, all the weird stuff about Jerry Krause, like all the all the um, jobs at him. Now he has obviously passed away, but even that's quite interesting, and you wouldn't get that in crazy, many other documentaries. Crazy he got booed at the um, Bulls ring ceremony, eh? Like, I guess it makes sense, but, like, pretty funny when well, you're celebrating a ring. I don't understand why... I don't really understand why he wanted to do what he wanted to do. Well, Paul, this is t- maybe a spoiler, so am I allowed to talk about <laughs> it? Well, in, in episode one, sticking in with episode one, <laughs> yeah. it's like, surely they run it back, they're the favourites to win a championship. So yeah. what I'm saying is I have knowledge about events during episode one, but they're not covered in episode one. Yeah, head us. So, yeah, it's, okay. it's, head us. It, so it's chronological with episode one, but they may be covered later. Drop those knowledge uh, bombs, baby. Paul, can I get a can I get a sign off? Yeah, okay. Okay, so that the owner that comes across awesome in episode one, what's his name? Reinhoff? His name's also Jerry, hilariously. Jer- it's Jerry Reinsdorf, yeah. So he comes across great, but he is notoriously cheap. He didn't want to pay and the so he he so so the rumors go that there was always pressure on Kraus to keep the wage bill down, yeah. And that that's why they brought in, um, what's his name, Kukoc. Yeah. And they would the, the so they, they'd had sensation. a plan to, yeah, they'd had a plan to try and keep the wage bill down, and that's why they wanted to move on from, even paying um, Phil Jackson as well. Yeah, and there was also um, and I mean this is alluded to in the documentary. Um, there's also huge egos at play. And it is weird, Jerry Crowell's constantly talking about how it's an organization that wins championships. Like, that is the most ridiculous, like, kind of... And I, I, I get what he means, and it's like, obviously, the Phoenix Suns aren't winning a championship anytime soon because they're a, a shambolic organization. But, like, he's got to give most of the credit to, like, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and Phil Jackson. Like, 
to, for him to take too much credit for that is pretty ridiculous, I reckon. I, I thought he was hard done by there because they left out that key word uh, that, you know, it's not just the players, you know, it's that, you know, they can't do it alone. It's the whole organization. Yeah. And I think that rings true. Like the war, it's like, look at the yeah, but, but organizations no one, no who win. It's no the Spurs, up. it's the Warriors, it's the Raptors. Yeah, but no one's no one's like going. Um, oh, and and, sh- and shitty organizations win too. I mean, like look at the Lakers. Like they have been very successful in the last twenty years, and they've been a, a bloody shit show. Um, but like, um, you don't you don't give most of the credit to the Warriors to like Joe Laker or who's the who's the GM of the Warriors? Bob Myers. You know, you don't you don't really go. Oh, it's all thanks to Bob Myers. You go like they've a Not good organization my- who's drafted well, and they deserve credit. But like GM of the year, but like you don't. You don't like, you know, celebrate them like you celebrate the players, kind of thing, you know. I think Kraus would be like a beloved, absolutely like beloved figure in the um, analytics community now. Like he, I think that sort of attitude like blow it up. Players are interchangeable. There's no such thing as chemistry. Like it's all about just the maximizing whatever you have. He's an awesome. He was an awesome scout. Yeah. I think he'd be beloved now. Yeah, but the um the flip side is though when you've got the um 1998 Chicago Bulls, maybe you like up them and go you know go for four in a row. I don't know, like it was kind of crazy that his it's kind of a shame, and now he's going to be he's going to be blamed for the rest of his life that he was kind of the reason why such a great team had to stop. You know, he's in the Hall of Fame though, right? So so that's all that matters. That's all we play for. Um, <laughs> quite funny that Bill Clinton and Isaiah Thomas got their way in there. Like, have they not been cancelled? Is that all good? You don't, you don't get freaked well, out when Bill Clinton showed up? Well, how come they got cancelled? Well, Bill Cl- Clinton for... I mean, there's a do- the documentary about... Oh, him. I Netflix, his, his, The hilarious thing is the Netflix documentary is coming out like in a month. So like, um, they, really? obviously, they obviously didn't doing, plan that um, the other way. They're doing True American Crime Story on it as Oh, well. sorry, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Oh. Uh, I thought American. you meant Bill Walton. That's who I was thinking. <laughs> But Bill Bill Clinton, if he hasn't gone down already, is is going is going down. Isaiah Thomas, you know, got sacked from the Knicks, which is a pretty hilarious organization to get sacked from. For I mean, low level, but still, sexual harassment is not great. Did he? Yeah, I thought it was just poor poor performance. No, no, it was a, it was a com- it was, nah, um, bloody old, old um old mate loved him. Like he he would have kept him for his poor performance. It was in the end, um, a woman brought a lawsuit Jeez. against him. Yeah, um, did not know that. Yeah, um, how, what a good name is Scotty Pippen. I just wrote down Scotty Pippen three times because every time I hear it, I'm like, that is one of the best names that there is. Scotty Pippen. Yeah, it's pretty good. Scotty Pippen. And it's weird that when they draft him, they call him Scott Pippen. <laughs> that is weird. I, I will say, I think one of the reasons this has been such a smash success besides Michael Jordan being one of the greatest like American sports stories of all time is that it is cool to go back to the 90s and like to take you, that's one of the reasons I'm really enjoying watching The Sopranos at the moment. It's like, it just takes you back to a simpler time where we didn't, we knew about climate change, but we weren't taking it seriously. You know, we knew about um, Isaiah Thomas and Bill Clinton, but we had a bit of a laugh about it because they were one of the lads. You know, it was like, it was the good old time. We had no problems, no viruses. Trump was just this lovable, like, billionaire. Like, it was all good. And it's quite nice to go back to that period and remember the good days. Yeah, Michael Jordan's steez was incredible. How was he so? How did he look so cool then and so bad now? Amazing. I wonder that every day. And and with the Maradona doco, I thought the same thing. I was like, <laughs> how could you be like the style icon mm. and then just look horrible? Well, and like I, like Maradona's now just wearing like these awful 
um, flat brimmed caps and just the worst gear you've ever seen. Gold chains. Jordan's the same. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that Tumblr, there used to be like a Tumblr account called um, What the F is Michael <laughs> Jack Jordan wearing? <laughs> and it was just um, current day Jordan wearing yeah. the worst baggy, baggy jeans, stained jeans. With paint on them. Yeah. And a shirt that weirdly goes real, like a button-up shirt that goes real long down the um, front. Yeah, it's, it's a really bad advertisement for Jordan Brand A. And obviously, most people just don't care about what he himself is wearing. But even um, Charles Oakley appears in a Jordan t-shirt. And it's so tight. And um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a weird, it's, it's definitely a weird style. But um, I, my, my theory, and this is, I, I, I get most of the things I know because I don't know a lot. I get it from um, uh, like stand-up material. And Jerry Seinfeld's jokers, um, I think most dads dress in what was the last good year of their life. And um, most men, I think we'll hit it one day as no, well. We're stylish guys. I, you get to like 40 and you're like, oh, great, my life's over. Um, these are my clothes now. So, But what year do you reckon he's stuck in, like 2000 or something? Yeah, the bagginess is like 2000, like like Wizards era Jordan. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like a lot of um, yeah, a lot of cheese sense. cutters, kind of French caps. Yeah, uh, the real baggy the real baggy clothes are definitely 2002, eh? We know what we know what what happened to Diego Maradona. Do we think there's the same root cause for MJ? <laughs> Maybe you did start getting into those hotel room parties. It is weird because the big thing that came away from it, right, was um, the cocaine party. And Jordan just like says, it's it's it seems hard to imagine that a young man Bullshit, would like, be eh? in that environment and avoid it. But at the same time, he is the greatest basketball player of all time. So, hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I doubt he was coked up during that period, but he must have... He must have gone to a few parties, you know? Nah, but like the flu game, right? Do you know the story about the, about the flu game when he stayed up all night? Yeah, playing, well, I've well, heard, I've quote, heard quote, a conspiracy. Cards. The conspiracy theory was he was up having a bender, yeah. I don't think that's a conspiracy, though. I think that was let's like pretty well established. Oh, I, I, think, it, I think that's a YouTube conspiracy. Paul, what are you again? Do you know that theory? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an obvious theory to make, but. I mean, people get sick. There's footage in the let, let, yeah. Let's put it this way: he, it's not a, it's not a conspiracy theory that MJ stayed up multiple, like did multiple all-nighters before games in his career. Like maybe not before a big game, but so it's not that much of a stretch to imagine he did it then. Yeah, yeah. In the finals, I don't know. Yeah, he could be hungover. He could be, but like, there's, there's no, there's, there's no concrete evidence to say that he was doing that. It's like most conspiracy theories. It's like. Yeah. I think there's more weight to the James Harden in the OKC finals <laughs> um, conspiracy that he was going out. I don't know that one. He was hitting, he was he like was bad in that final. He was going out on Miami, and it, it's My, totally and understandable. Supposedly, like the, the so I did a much. deep dive once looking at tweets and stuff, and there was a couple people claiming they'd seen him at at an, a club in Miami, but there wasn't many. But there were a few at at the time. Not retro retroactively. Um, speaking of conspiracy theories, are we? Is everyone got their their last dance takes out? 
Um, well, I yep. mean, yeah, I've got no takes yet on it, really. I've just seen the one episode. Um, I want to get a takeout. Yeah? Go. Nah, don't worry. It's not, nah, not a good take. Continue. Okay, it's all right. No, mate, when have we ever had a good take on this podcast? Um, I just wanted to mention briefly that Trey Burke um, is an anti-vax, so I did not realize that. Also, um, Jovic. It was jo- quite Djokovic. a while ago, right? Oh, well, I, just, I thought that was interesting. Like, kind of sad the way... It, jo- what about Jokovic? That was this week. Yeah, right. It's kind of sad. He was one of my favorite tennis players. I've always hated him, so I'm, I feel like I'm vindicated. Oh, who are you a fan of? I was Federer fan. Nah, no. Those ever since I saw him in those lime green three quarter pants. <laughs> yeah, that, those are the days. eh? bring back Nadal. I think I feel like he's fallen out of the. I mean, it's between Federer and Djokovic now, and Djokovic is probably coming for him, assuming his um, lack of back. What about that Federer and Nadal? Did you see them talking? Nah, they did like a Zoom. Good times. Man, yeah, it's just so nice. Well, I could just watch it all day. A I real reprieve from Carmelo. Real reprieve from Carmelo and, and Wade, Paul? Yeah, now, like, I just, I, you know, I love Federer and Nadal and, you know, obviously icons when Melo not so much. <laughs> I, um, I, I always, this is, okay, this is sound, man, I have a negative take on everything. I'm sorry. Um, I love Federer, love Nadal, love ten- not really, but I, I enjoy watching the big tennis games. Um, but I do get creeped out, and maybe this is just me, and maybe this is my weird alt-right Twitter bubble. Federer is held so high, and I think it's partly because he's like one of the few last great white athletes left, and um, so we're going to hold on to him with all our might. Does anyone else feel that, or is that just me? Yep. Nah, uh, definitely. It, it creeps me out a little bit, and I'm sorry to say that. And um, he's a great player, and he doesn't deserve to be. Um, he doesn't deserve to be looped into like culture wars now. But just always, just when you see people just like gushing over him, um, yeah, I don't know. But he's also, I mean, he deserves to be gushed over because he is great, and he is, you know, one of the greatest tennis players ever as well. Um, Jason Tatum says he might he might have um, still gone to Duke because you know we had this um, big story this week with the dude going to the G League instead of the NCAA. J- um, you were quite excited about that, eh, JT? Yeah, I think it's awesome. I don't really understand at all what this... So, like, as I understand it, it's sort of like an exhibition team, like the Harlem Globetrotters almost. Yeah. They're, they're going to play against some G League teams, but not as part of the G League. They're going to be based in LA, and but they're not going to be... Re- so it's sort of like an academy team? Is that but sort but- of how... It- yeah, the yeah, place? yeah. The based in LA is what made me feel uncomfortable. Like, move them to I don't know, like Iowa or like Utah. You know, like LA seems like you know it's where most NBA players. You know, it's kind of can be a curse if they get drafted by the Lakers or the Clippers. And I guess it's where they'll get their games will sell out and stuff like that. But I was like, keep, keep the young kids out of LA. Eh? Yeah, it's almost like they just went to all the they they got like four random high school players and were like, just okay, brainstorm search guys. Me too. <laughs> what would it take to keep you here? Okay, $500,000. Okay, we'll keep it in LA. Okay, you don't have to play in any sort of organized league with men. <laughs> but So it sounds awesome in theory, but I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but not my problem. I, I just assumed they should just put these players, inject them into the actual G League, and like maybe send a memo around saying, don't hey, adult men who have given up on life, don't hurt these guys. <laughs> Because they've got a future, you know, and I'm sure the G League guys would be. Because prof- yeah, I assume they were just going to play G League, but maybe not be the focal point of their team if they're not so, ready. But that's the that. problem. I think that's the problem, though, Paul. Because they, if they're not the focal point, they one maybe won't get development, and two, they're they're giving up quite a bit of 
um, marketable opportunities. Like even if you're not paid yeah. over the table in college, you can still make heaps of bank, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they need to, they need to I shine. I think you can legally. No, no, so but, no, but even from just being that famous, like being in this, mm. but like if you hit a big shot in the, um, what's it called? You know, the tournament, yeah. like you're a, like JJ Riddick was incredibly famous before he made the NBA, like massively. Yeah. yeah. So um, this is where it gets interesting, right? Jason Tatum was on a podcast with Bradley Beal, and um, this is the quote. Uh, the quote said, um, it was Jason Tatum says he still might have gone to Duke instead of taking 500K in the G League, and Bradley Beal said, so Duke gave you 600K, and Tatum said, hey, Duke might be the only stand-up school in the country, and Beal said, listen, man, I was born, but I wasn't born yesterday. Bradley Beal alluding to the fact that college players get paid and don't give me that shit. You know, you got money, I got money. What, what, you know, what are we talking about here? Well, James Wiseman was, he's actually fallen in the draft maybe because of it. Because he was like number one pick and turns out he was getting paid and now he seems to have slipped despite not playing games. Yeah, and also the, I guess the negative, the negative um, attempt, like just but didn't like DeAndre, didn't DeAndre Ayton also... It came out he was paid? Heaps of players. Heaps of players have been in trouble for it in the past. Mm. The rumour is that. And then look why... at DeAndre Ayton, doping ban <laughs> a year later. That's why... Well, well, it's well, a red well, flag. That's why you fall in the draft. Well, you, you, you also argued that um, DeAndre Ayton, though, like you argued that like all a lot of NBA players are doping, so it's like he's just the tip of the iceberg, right? But um, mm. the rumour is that that's partly why those guys came out to Australia, Ball and um, Old Mate, because they were maybe not going to get NCAA eligibility for money or something like that. Maybe, maybe not. It's really cool that um, well, LiAngelo Ball, Ball... Yeah, sorry. Ball was surely never eligible because he played I professionally. Couldn't. Yeah. Ah, okay, good point. It's really cool he's going to buy the team though, eh? The Slamhawks. That's awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, they're not called the Slamhawks. They're just sponsored by Slam Magazine, which is awesome. And the, the name's called the Hawks and the, na- the sponsor's above the name. So it looks How like much... they're called the Slamhawks. Like, is he actually, is it him buying it or is it like a group he's part yeah, of? Yeah, he, he'll, he'll just be fronting it. It's like a bit like the Breakers are owned by um, the Matrix, Sean, Sean Marion. It's like he, he will have a stake. It's exa- oh, the, exa- the perfect example is Jay-Z with the Nets, right? Like he owned like 1%. Yeah, no, but, but, but yeah. Jay-Z and Sean Marion would have a lot of money while LaMelo Ball, like, I doubt he was getting huge bucks to play in the Lithuanian B-League. Yeah, yeah good point. Um, yeah, that's a really good point. But, um, I mean, how much does an Australian team I, cost as well? I fell down a wormhole of, do you guys know a guy called Julian Newman? No. Yeah. What? Massively. Yeah, I, thought, and I... I thought JT would know him and love him. So, he, what were you going to say, JT? I, I was trying to remember his name last week when we were talking about short guys at basketball, and I was desperately <laughs> trying to remember him because he never grew, yeah. right? Yeah. So, guy, he was like, he's like, he's got a pushy stage dad. I guess, like, instead of, like, a stage mum, it's, like, a court dad who's, like, <laughs> aggressively trying to mould him into an NBA basketball player. And there's videos of him when he was, like, young. He was, like, considered a, a phenom. Like, he was, like, yeah. you know, when he's, like, six or whatever, he was, like, on the news, like, showing his dribbling skills and stuff. But then the issue was from when he was six till now, when he's, like, 18 or whatever, he hasn't grown at all. And he's, like, five foot tall. And he's like real muscly kind of. And obviously like fundamentally he's like, you know, you can like dribble real well and um and whatever. But yeah, he's wow. so small. Yeah. And um and basically his dad's like Lavar Ball on steroids. Wow. And um he's got a sister as well, and they've got like a reality show on YouTube 
um, kind of like the the balls reality show. And I watched a few episodes, and it was weirdly addictive. But um, that he's even taken them out of school and started their they've started their own school and down in Orlando, I think, called um Phenom Scoop Prep or something. Oh my god. And um, but anyway, one of the videos I watched was because they were playing. He was playing Lamelo Ball's high school team when Lamelo came back from Lithuania and played for that Spire Academy or whatever. Um, and I was interested because I was like, man, I wonder how like how he'll actually go against Lamelo Ball. And their team got brutally destroyed. But um, interesting was like the other, yeah, and Lamelo's team that's was what, like taking the piss. That's one of the that's one of the negatives of calling your team the Phenom Academy. Is that if you do get <laughs> destroyed, it's like kind of embarrassing. Yeah, um, but. He, um, it was funny because they were like, <laughs> they were still being like, despite the loss, Julian outscored, um, Lamello. And that's all like that kind of all that matters. He, he outscored him like 16 points to 15 points, except, uh, Lamello had like a triple double and on good efficiency. And Julian Newman had like awful, like he shot at every position and finished with like 16 points. Like he was like horrible. Um, but, uh, there's a bit at the end where Julian's sister, who's also a prominent high school player for the Phenom Academy or whatever, um, she uh, she gets excited. She's like, they're lost, but I'm still excited because I get to meet my crush, Lamello Ball. Oh, and then oh there's yeah. This bit, there's a bit where she goes down to courtside afterwards. There's obviously like another game happening, and Lamello's watching it, and she goes along and she asks for a photo with Lamello, and then he's like, yeah, 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 and he stands up. And he, he poses for the photo with her. And then she goes, can you follow me back on Instagram? And he goes, what? And she's like, can you follow me back on Instagram? And he goes, oh, I don't run it. And um, I thought that was interesting. Because I was like, I feel like he, it's a good lie. So you don't have to follow random people on Instagram. Yeah. But I feel like high school LaMelo Ball surely ran his own Instagram. Nah, but he had... So I've seen that clip, funnily enough, Paul. So I think I've been in a similar um went down a similar uh newman rabbit hole but mm. i feel like he, he had like a million followers very young right yeah and and how much would you hand that over to an agent because you can make like that you can make decent coin if you've got a million followers right yeah definitely yeah yeah i, 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 guess, I, I, I yeah i just don't understand why you wouldn't just do it yourself because um because you wouldn't trust a 13 year old kid to like yeah. be getting sexual messages or do something stupid yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I guess. Okay, I didn't really think about that. I Yeah, it's quite common. I'm I'm sure Justin Bieber and uh, you know, Chris Brown are like similar situation where I remember Chris Brown would like get control of his social media accounts from his managers and be like, ah, and start like swearing about his managers and stuff on his Instagram. Um yeah, it's pretty funny. When's he getting cancelled? No, he has been cancelled. People always say about Chris Brown, they're like, How can he keep on? He going? came back. Oh, you I mean, feel like he hasn't really had any hit songs. Yeah, since. he's been he's been banished to like the shadow realm, but like he the, had a couple of hits, but they were in like the hip hop world where like hmm. often domestic violence goes unnoticed, unpunished, kind of thing. Because a bunch of but they my, weren't like main they weren't like mainstream pop hits, right? My, 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 I, actually, I guess he kind of did. He had um he had, but it was a long time ago now. But that one that was like you like to drink, yeah. 
So do we. Yeah, he. Yeah, he well, the thing about Chris that Brown. Post- the thing about Chris Brown is he did that. He he had the he had the he had the domestic violence. Um, uh, uh, he's guilty of domestic violence. So I didn't know what to say. I was going to call it a scandal. I was like, it's not a scandal. It's something he did. Um, he 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 did the scandal and then he apologized and then you know went to ground and then tried to relaunch his career like he would. And then since then, he's had more and more scandals. So he just keeps on slowly, like making himself more, less and less like, like marketable. But still, he's still so popular and so talented that the internet is still going to have a, a fan base, just like, um, just like anyone who's been cancelled, right? Like Louis C.K. just released a special, and you know, he's, he, I'm sure he's just as popular, if not more popular. You know, you know, like you, on the internet, you can't cancel someone so much anymore. You know, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I feel like Chris Brown would would be bigger, would be much like it definitely did impact. Yeah, massively. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. Um, I think JT's just referring to the fact that he's still around and still like, he's still got fans. Yeah. And he's still got music. Like he's he's, I, he's a classic guy. If you tweet negatively about you, they will fill up your mentions. I tweeted about Michael Jackson once, not even negatively, not even negatively. I was just in America and noted that like since the documentary came out, it was like America was playing more Michael Jackson music because you never really heard Michael Jackson music previously. It wasn't like commonly played. And then like it was like they had like a renaissance and like that tweet just blew up. Like I couldn't believe my mentions. And um, it wasn't even negative or positive. It was just a statement. And um, a lot of people viciously attacking me or negatively. Well, no, no, no. People were supporting me as well, going, "Yeah, how right it should be." It was just, it was just kind of weird how these people come out of nowhere. Just like if you tweet about vaccines, same thing, right? Chris Brown's like vaccines, is my point. Mm. Um, it's time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. I did another deep dive, not a deep dive, just a quick perusal of uh, the players' social medias. So yeah, the Atlanta Magic Instagrams, the best players. Yeah, obviously. Um, And eventually, on Mo Bamba's Facebook, his like public um, fan Facebook. Uh, there was a video he posted yesterday that caught my attention. Kind of interesting. So it's obviously the Texas Longhorn somewhere, like one of their social media accounts of the University of Texas. Yeah. They did one of those posts, um, pick your quarantine house. (laughs) And they had six houses with famous ex-students. So, for example, house six is Earl Campbell, Kevin Durant, Renee Zellweger, why'd I choose this one? It's got the settings and stuff on top of it. And two other people who I can't read because the it's a video. Who's the, Earl like, Campbell? Earl Campbell, I don't know. I, I could Google it. I should have picked you a came different out I mean, all of them. I've heard of Renee Zellweger. Yeah, I, I picked it because I saw Katie and Renee Zellweger. Um, they've all got people I haven't heard of. Like Some of them are probably footballers. Um, yeah. Um, but anyway, House One is Matthew McConaughey, Mo Bamba, Brene Brown, Neil deGrasse, deGrasse Tyson, and Brecklin Hager. So Brecklin Hager is a footballer who's, I think, currently still on the team. He's not the quarterback, but he's obviously like a, beloved. a pretty 
beloved guy. Yeah, I mean, his name's Brecken Hager. Like, you know he's going to be beloved. But um, Brene Brown, I didn't know who she was. Oh, I know who that is because I because there's about 50 posts a week about Brene Brown articles in the corporate workplace. Wow. Ah, uh, okay. So it says, um, yeah, she's a, pro- a professor, lecturer, author, author, and podcast host. JT, why is she so loved in the um, in the corporate workplace? <sighs> I don't even want to get. It'll just make me too aggravated. <laughs> I'm surprised if I didn't say something like thinker, storyteller, yeah. imaginer, <laughs> um, explorer, influencer. Yeah, this is Wikipedia, not her website. Explorer, uh, explorer. Yeah, her, is what her, her, her website says this: researcher, storyteller. Texan, courage is courageous and it's contagious. What's her name? Every oh, time we choose What's her name? courage, Brown. we make everyone around us a little bit. So you were right. I was going off her Wikipedia. It's Brene Brown. But anyway, we're getting carried. Away. We're getting distracted. Yeah. Um, because so the video starts with uh, basically it says a message. Oh, I started playing it and it's quite loud in my ears. A message from quarantine house number one. And it shows the who's in the house on the list, circles it. And then it cuts to a split-screen, four-split-screen zoom. And it's basically Brene Brown being like, hey, where is everyone? Um, where are you guys? And it turns out that Mo Bamba is in one of the squares. Um, Brecken Hager is in one of the squares. And Matthew McConaughey is in the fourth square. Wow. wow. And it is one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. It's really unusual video. So she's like calling out. She's like, I think, I can't fully remember. I watched it five minutes before we started recording. But I think she's kind of like calling like, like she's almost treating like, it's like they're a family. And like Mo Bamba keeps calling Brene Brown mum. And um, I think they're acting like they're a family and like Matthew McConaughey's the dad and Brecken and Mo are the kids. <laughs> and um, so so um, Matthew McConaughey reveals himself and then they're talking and suddenly you can hear a basketball bouncing over it. And then they're like, what are you doing, Mo? Stop bouncing the ball. And he's like, sorry, mum. Oh, is it all scripted? Oh, no, 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 no. They're riffing. They're, and, um, <laughs> they're riffing some gold. They are, they're spinning some they gold. Definitely, <laughs> they are definitely riffing. <laughs> And then they're like, where's Brecken? And then he comes up off the ground, like, doing a comedy bit. But then, um, <laughs> then the, yeah, there's some bizarre stuff. Like, at one stage, um, uh, Matthew McConaughey is like, you know what we say or something? Um, keep your eyes. No, he's like, you know what they say? And, like, no one knows what to say. And then he, like, pulls off his T-shirt that he's wearing because they're all wearing kind of, like, um, Texas merch. And he's wearing an orange T-shirt. And he lifts it up, and it says, um, uh, it says, keep the eye high. And he's like, you know what we say, keep the eye high. And when he says it, I was like, it kind of was clear none of the others knew that. So I was like, is that some weird, like, surely that's like a slogan of, um, you know, Texas. Yeah. But I Googled it, and it's not. It's like Matthew McConaughey's weird personal um, catchphrase, keep the eye high. <laughs> no, his, um, his, I think, his catchphrase yeah. is, um, all right, all right, all right, isn't it? All right, all right, all right. Yeah, well, that's... Isn't that Fat Albert? Nah, nah, all right, all right, all right. Like, if you did a sound live parody of Matthew McConaughey, the main yeah. joke... No, well, no one knows about right, this. Right, this is right. like his... This is like his... Personal ins- thing. Ins- yeah. Inspirational quote. Keep keep the eye high. And um, and he says, keep the eye high. 
And I don't mean um, I'm not talking about um, Ricky Williams because Ricky Williams, obviously famous for getting high, and he is in um, Quarantine House Three, and so he takes a dig at Ricky Williams for getting high. And this becomes a recurring gag because later Mo Bamba says something about um, hot, getting high and um, shout out Ricky Williams or something. Man, I'd be so in Ricky takes Williams' dig. house over any of these guys. Ricky Williams is the man. How long does this skit go for, Paul? <laughs> uh, six minutes 40, I think. Oh, no, actually did... seven, eight minutes, basically. Where did Mo Bamba go to college? Texas, obviously. Is yeah, it all but, Texas? But 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 which one? Texas, the uh, the Longhorns. UT, yeah. Yeah, Longhorn. Yeah. So, do you reckon Mo Bamba? I've been to Austin. I can really see Mo Bamba doing a little improv class on the side. Like, was was he a natural? <laughs> yeah, he was. Well, it was weird because the weird thing was was like, it definitely made it seem like the Texas alumni is like quite a tight knit community, because it definitely seemed like these people were friends and. And I think at one stage, Matthew McConaughey shows a photo and it's him and Brecken and he's like, cut Brecken's long hair off kind of thing. Well, they probably, so they probably like... meet up at like big football games or something, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but it was definitely like, I was like, man, there's definitely no like nervousness here from any of them about what they're doing. Like if I was doing that, I would be awkward as hell. <laughs> um, or I'd be like, I don't know who this Brene person is. That's Matthew McConaughey. You know, I'm probably friends with Brecken and Mo, but, um, Probably best mates with my bumper. Yeah. Can I just um, state that any... Renee is white? This whole time I was thinking, well, at least she's brown and inspirational leader. No, she's just uh yeah, anyway. Sorry, continue. I thought, because um, she's got the little, like, um, Pokemon-E on her name, that um, she must be... Anyway, let's not get into that. Um, but, yeah, basically, that's that's all I've got for Magic Mayhem. I, I, well, who's Player of I the Week? Think... We've all been waiting out for her to find out who's Player of the Week. McConaughey, I reckon. It's got to be McConaughey. Well, he doesn't play for the Magic. Does he not? Mm. But I will give him honorary <laughs> honorary player of the week. What about Brene? Yeah. What about Brene? She was leading that sketch, man. Nah, but keep the eye high is a message we can all live by. <laughs> Brene did not inspire me with anything. Um, Brecken wasn't up to it, up to March. If I don't like Brecken, he's the worst. I definitely I'm going to Ricky Williams's house. That's for sure. I'm staying away from Brecken. Um, but anyway, an incredible sketch starring Mo Bamba. An incredible sketch, an incredible podcast. Um, does anyone have anything else they briefly want to add before we uh, wrap this bad boy up? Mm, nothing from me. It's uh, it's been a hell of, it's been a hell of a week of basketball, and I appreciate um everyone who listened. We love you from the bottom of my well, that's me. I I love you. I don't know about these other two. Um, I've been Guy Williams. I don't do that. Haven't done that in a long time. I love you. I'm just not in love with you. <laughs> Catch you later and goodbye. Thanks for listening. Sincerely appreciate Keep it. Keep the eye high. Keep the eye high. Keep the eye high. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.